I'm going to ask everyone out there to go to HankStrange.com. Uh, very important. Sign up for our email list, of course. Of course, of course. Sign up for the email list. Look around the site. We've got lots of... Uh, Lots of things there. If you're looking for um, our social media and all that, you will find it under uh, Strangeaholics. And there is a place that you can get the patch, the patches. It's called Merch. So go check that out. We've got patches there in the Merch section if you're looking for that. Um, let's see. Let me uh, load up my guests here. Are see you going to take merching orders? Yeah, <laughs> merging. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, so let's see here. Let me smash the big, let's press the open button here. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Boom! situation. All right, make Life sure you guys subscribe the to the channel, channel, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live. Come on, guys, let's see the jazz hands. There you go, jazz hands from everyone. Let's see. I can't see Rolando. Okay, there we go. Full screen Rolando doing the jazz hands. There you go. We've got <laughs> Richard doing the jazz hands as well. We are live. We are live. I hope you have your big girl panties on tonight. Uh, this What is this, a, 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 a brisk Tuesday evening in Florida? Mm-hmm. Brisk, it's freaking cold. <laughs> wow, is it it's cold not, you guys no, are? It's, it's not cold. It's it not was cold. 61 degrees when I woke up. I thought <laughs> I was going to freeze to death. That is not cold. Uh, <laughs> I had to get my parka out. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is not cold. Uh, that's nice. It's nice weather, low humidity. We're all in Florida tonight. This yes, is sir. this is episode 676 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. The title is Why Georgia's U.S. Senate Runoff uh, is So Important for the Second Amendment. And I'm joined by, let's see, right here we've got Rolando Puerto Rican Pistolero. How are you doing, Hank? What's up, How's man? How's it going, everybody? We're good. We're good. Awesome. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. We, I hear you. That's how it's been a crazy, uh, been a crazy couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, uh, it has. It has. Which we're gonna get into that a little bit here. We also have, there he goes, Richard Hoffman, BWE Firearms. Where? Uh, it's all about That's you. Just step out funny. of the step out of the way for a second, so we could see the uh, the niceties. Gently placed behind you. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that if the folks want to here in a second. How's everyone doing out there? Smash the thumbs ups as you guys are uh, coming in here. We really appreciate that. Smash the thumbs up. Share this. I think YouTube uh, went back to uh, ghosting us again. Um, but listen, if you guys could share it and, and uh, smash those thumbs ups, hopefully that will help. I know there were some people who were saying that they didn't, they couldn't find us last night, uh, which is, which is, I don't know. This has been, this has been like on and off for a while now. But, but if you have social media, I always share the link out across my various social media, so you guys should be able to find that or hit me up like Night Train did. Uh, I'm not sure if he's out there. Yeah, I see him. Night Train, uh, yep, hit me up. He's there. He says Mark Twain said the coldest winter he ever spent. Was uh, was the summer in San Francisco? <laughs> so there you go, there you go. Um, and by the way, the show tonight's brought to you guys uh, by Franklin Armory. Thanks to Franklin Armory for the support. I'm I'm rocking the Frank Franklin Armory baseball cap right now, looking very sexy and stylish. <laughs> like, look, let's guys. not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing <Yeah>. their hat. <laughs> yeah. 
I look really sexy in their hat, I gotta say. So there you go. Um, and what is this? Kathleen Music Lover says a broomstick. Yep. And, and then she wants to know, Puerto Rican Pistolera, what model do you have again? What is that about? Oh, she's asking uh, about what uh, Canic pistol oh, that, okay, I, uh, okay. that I usually carry. It's the one that's on the counter over here. It's TP9 SF Elite. Okay, is it? can we see it from there? No. Uh, oh, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. It's, in, it's over there. It's yeah, dark. It's a little but, bit yeah. in the background, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see where should we start? Where do you guys want to start tonight? We are going to talk about what's going on in Georgia, but I haven't seen you guys for a little while. Where, where are you guys? Are you guys <laughs> you lost us already? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm just wondering, how are you guys? We were talking about the election kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. So oh, no one's no, no one's over this yet. <laughs> and uh, I was saying in the background that this um, the jacking of this election feels like being robbed in slow motion mm -hmm. and you're paralyzed. Yeah, yep. basically, you can't do anything about it. So you guys agree with that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Raped might be more of a. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, definitely getting. Uh, <laughs> it's like a yeah. it's it's like a hostage situation, but mm -hmm. uh, but you're not you, you but you kind of you you suspect you know who the kidnappers are, mm -hmm. and you have a lot of evidence, but mm -hmm. nobody still but still nobody believes the nobody yeah. believes the the, the right. evidence yet, even though everybody yeah. knows who's doing it. Yeah, and, then and you're not Le Le and you're not Liam Neeson, uh, even as they write him in the script, you're not really that good. Exactly. And you see yeah. your kidnapper like show up on the news every day and be like, I don't know what happened. I don't know where they took that person. And then they walk <laughs> back in the room with you and you're like, oh, my God, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you what were you going to add to that, Rich? Oh, God. Uh, I'm I'm just totally beside myself with this whole thing, because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm also looking at it. If he gets in and even gets 10 percent of what he wants with guns and the ATF and everything else, they're going to try to put me out of business. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure, that's one of the plans that they have. Yeah. And I don't feel I don't think they're just going to go after guns. There's many, many things that we have to look forward to here in America. Yeah, um, definitely guns is high up on their wish list uh, of things uh, that they would like to feel that they're doing something about. So, you know, and, that's you for know. sure. Just saying, if they put me out of business, mm -hmm. I will be going into mass production of full autos for whoever wants them. <laughs> this is a this is a comedy. ATF agents watching. <laughs> oh, they know it's not. This is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, Richard, uh, our friend flying Rich out there. What? It, where was? Where was his comment? I was gonna. Da -da. He had a comment out here that I want to. He says uh, Kamala is is. So sure she won. She resigned from the Senate. Oh, wait, that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, I think she's waiting. Uh, you know, she doesn't want to she doesn't want to do that quite yet. Would mm -hmm. not be prudent at this juncture. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice if yeah, she no. resigned from the Senate? And then they but uh, in fairness, I think Pence didn't do it until like uh, the first week of January or something. Or he didn't give up his governorship yeah. until like the first week of January. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's. It's standard procedure. You're still you still have a job, just like unlike Facebook, who supposedly I think I saw took away uh, 
Trump's status as president of the United States. I think they mm-hmm. said he's like a political candidate now rather than president. I was like, he's president, win, lose, or draw until January 20th, yeah, no matter what. Yeah, it's insanity, but these yeah, are the so games like, play. That's yeah. crazy. Guess what? He's president after the election, <laughs> yeah. even if he loses. Yeah, that's what I said. He's when still lose or referred draw. to as President Trump. But that's all part of the brainwashing, I think, that's yeah. going on here. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Atomic Bull says, I went to sleep on election night. Trump was winning. Then I woke up in Venezuela. <laughs> um, and Kathleen Music Lover says, they're going to force men to drink soy milk. They can try. Yeah. That's funny. Listen, there's nothing that they can do out there to change who we are. Mm-hmm. We, no. we remain who we are. We're in control of our minds. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of this stuff is mental. A lot of the game is mental, a lot of what they're up to right now. I mean, obviously, you've got massive cooperation across the tech industry, Mm -hmm. across the media and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of what they're trying to do is mental. And regardless of regardless of, uh, you know, if this would have gone normally and who would have won, we would have to wake up the next day and fight um, for gun rights in America, no matter no matter what. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been doing that this whole time under Trump. Yep. Yeah, there's not a single politician or bureaucrat in any government anywhere mm-hmm. who wants us to have guns. Yeah, yeah. And we fought, you know, eight years under Obama. I mean, this is, you know, if you, you know, we could keep going back. So ultimately, we have to keep fighting. It sucks. Um, I know, Rolando, you have a theory. If You know, you said you, you've got a theory about where all— Excuse me, where all of this is going, people are wondering about the apocalypse. I, I don't know where it's going to go, but uh, like we were talking a little bit just briefly before we came on. My greatest fear is let's say that this goes to the Supreme Court. Um, a lot of people are saying that's where it's going to go. It's in the courts. Um, I haven't I haven't paid attention to as many of the I, I, I think I think it's pretty obvious what happened this election. So for me to obsess over Dominion software, if votes were stolen manually or if it was voting machines. At this point, I'm not even worried about how they did it. I'm worried about the fact that that's essentially what I believe. So that's what we're dealing with. And there's not too much we can do with what we're dealing with. It's what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And I and my fear is if it goes to the Supreme Court, I'm very afraid of even though we do have a majority in the Supreme Court, human nature always, always seems to override things. And I do have a fear that if it goes to the Supreme Court, they know, meaning the justices know that they have a 6-3 conservative uh, lead. So presumably that means that we will, on the right or whatever side you want to call us, the pro-freedom side or, or whatever, people that voted for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, uh, or don't want the left to win, whatever position you're on. They're essentially going to say, well, they they already respect the court. They respect the Constitution. That's why we went through this process in the first place. So if we rule against the president, uh, whatever the case that comes up to them is, whether it's taking, uh, you know, getting rid of the votes in Pennsylvania that weren't that didn't have any monitors or they find, you know, they take a case that has to do with the election machines. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, unless the proof is so definitive, like we got videos of them like they programmed it. And it's like, well, this is open and shut like this was stolen. There's no doubt about it. We got a rule for the president. That's it. Unanimous. If it's ambiguous, I can see the Supreme Court saying, well, if we rule against Trump and it's a, a conservative Supreme Court, the right will accept that.
because they accept the authority of the Supreme Court, especially since he got three justices. So how can they dispute this if we say no? Um, and and they, they I think they'll weigh that in. They'll say conservatives, if we go against Trump, we'll accept it. They won't be happy about it, but the country won't fall into chaos. If we rule against the left, they will probably riot in the streets and cause riot, uh, problems that we've never seen before sh- close to civil conflict. So I could almost see them saying, let's go for the greater good. Let's take our chances. Biden's the president. The right can keep fighting politically. And let's call it a day. We'll say something like there were irregularities in voting, maybe something along the lines of electronic voting or electronic voting and mail-in votes should never be allowed again. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Supreme Court will say. And every election thereafter now has to be paper ballots. And that will be how they basically get both ways. It's Mm -hmm. we acknowledge that this was fishy, but we don't have enough evidence to overturn it one way. But we want to make sure that in the future it can never be ambiguous this way again. And that's kind of my fear that the – Supreme Court would backstab us in that way. Okay, so. I think Night Train. Uh, Night Train says, "Don't be surprised if the Supreme Court yeah. falls like a cheap bench, uh, cheap yeah. beach chair." Yeah, uh, yeah. What What do you think about that, Rich? Uh, I think if the Supreme Court goes against the Constitution, we need to hang every goddamn one of them. <laughs> right. Build the gallows on <laughs> the mall and take them out and hang them for treason. Because that's their only job, is to go through and say what is constitutional and what is not, period. If they go against the Constitution, you know. But how will we ever know? So, well, this so, would be one that we wouldn't know. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. So I could see, unless, unless like, uh, let's say that we had, um, gosh, how could I, uh, Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas, basically, let's say he's the dissenting voice and it's like Mm -hmm. six to three or something or or seven to two. And you got Clarence Thomas and Alito on the pro Trump side. Mm -hmm. I think that's where things could get dicey because obviously the minority gets to write the opinion. So this is the only thing where I feel like if it's close enough, Roberts might be like, well, crap, Clarence is going to throw me under the bus because Clarence Thomas is in he's his integrity is, first of all, Biden tried to screw him over during his confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. So I know Clarence Thomas is usually above above the fray. There's no way that that's not going to be a factor, especially if he feels that he's right. He's like, no, I'm right on this. I'm going to let everybody know there was voter fraud, but the rest of the Supreme Court voted against it. So that's the only time, the only place where I could see that a wrench gets thrown. If one of the justices is like, absolutely not. If you guys do it, I'm going to write in the dissenting opinion exactly what you did. And everybody's going to know anyway, so it's moot. Yeah. So we might as well vote correctly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we know whether or not but these we people know. already yeah compromised. Yeah. So uh, there was something I was reading from um, yesterday. I think it was uh, in Amoland News, where Alito, either that or Truth About Guns, but Alito was talking about um, how their senators, you know, on the left that basically have been bullying yep. the Supreme Court, and they fold every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, including Roberts, who knows what they have over him, who knows why these guys are paying attention to that. I think we're way past the question of whether or not these guys really truly support the Constitution. I don't really think they do. And who knows yeah. what happens when, like, sure, we see, you know, we, we, we see these guys getting sworn in, but we don't know what the hell else they're up to once they're in there. Well, and the fact that we worry about whether they're conservative or liberal or, or, or leftist 
is the problem in and of itself because it should just be, well, they're a judge and they vote for the Constitution whether one side likes it or not mm-hmm. because there are some things that the Republicans haven't liked and you listen to the uh, what the Supreme Court says and you're like, no, they ruled it on the Constitution. We just don't like the decision. Mm-hmm. So we just have to understand that, you know, not and just because they're conservative doesn't mean that every conservative idea is constitutional either. Sometimes we get smacked up the head and we're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't constitutional. We didn't even think about that. Yeah. So – uh, by the way, shout out to Latina Locked and Loaded. I see her out there. Shooting yes. Gallery, Annie says, let's say the Supreme Court finds that Trump is right. What is to happen to the Democratic Party? Uh, well, I, I just think we're in a situation where no matter how this plays out, half of the country is not going to believe the result of the election at this point, no matter how it plays out. So it just kind of comes out to what which wh- – it doesn't come out to anything, really. It's just who are your friends and who do you know if things get bad, you know, yeah. or if they don't. Yeah. You know, I think Florida is going to be weird. I think we're going to be fine in a lot of ways. I actually think DeSantis is going to become like the leader of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an insurrection, but like the defiant uh, governor, because he's already saying again, he, I think it's the second or third time that he said it. He's like, we're not going to lock down Florida again. We're yeah. done with lockdowns. It's over. Yeah. I think the states, need to, the states need to take control of the states, right? And yeah, that's what they're going to start doing. Yeah. I think that's without without a doubt. I mean, obviously, California uh, does that and gets away with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and we can probably argue about that, that whole situation a lot. But I think ultimately um, – you know, the states need to take care of themselves. There's no way the state should have to bail out other states. No. I don't believe in that. You it's know. not the way it was intended. I think that's the, that's the direction that everything's getting pushed in. And maybe, maybe one of the reasons why there's this, you know, we could look at this simply as like left versus right, red versus blue kind of a situation. But really, there's a lot of business people out there that um, it's in their best interest for all these bailouts to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, big parts of the tech world, media, all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of people involved here when these bailouts happen. The people who pay for it are us because we, you know, when we print that money, we devalue our money. Um, all, all the things that come out of that, the, the regular guys out there that are that are um, trusting on some kind of retirement, and, you know, their retirements in the stock market, 401ks or whatever it is. Right. Um, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion, man, that regardless of what we see and what's happening, this is this is pretty much going to get pushed through. And anyone who says otherwise they're just going to get labeled as batshit crazy. And, well, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I, I'm sure that somebody in your chat has heard about it. Maybe you have too about the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. what – yeah, I, and it's real because yeah. they're out – Canada's you know, already is, talking about that, right? Yeah, yeah. so so when, when you knew that they were planning the Great Reset for a couple of years and then COVID, whether you believe that COVID was – Whatever the origins of COVID were, it's irrelevant. They took advantage of the situation. So it doesn't matter whether it was planned or it just happened to happen. They're like, this is perfect. Now we can use this pandemic to push our plans. Mm -hmm. They're taking advantage of it, and it makes total sense because what they want to do is they want to destroy all small business. That takes away our independence. Uh, You can see that all the major mega corporations like Walmart, uh, Amazon, all of them are doing awesome because they got to stay open. Mm-hmm. And they get to stay open. Yeah, Home and Depot. Whether, I think yeah, Home Depot whether, did extra yeah, well when they exactly. I think they and whether 
and people need to stop looking at corporations through sometimes you need to stop looking at capitalism as being a conservative thing and realize that capitalism, just like communism or socialism, when humans get involved, they F everything up. That's what we do. So just because capitalism is what we agree with doesn't mean they can pervert it. So obviously these mega corporations are like, this is great. All of our small business competition gets wiped out and it doesn't even matter what regulations the left passes because either we'll carve out our own loopholes so that we're not uh, under those regulations, or it doesn't matter. We have no competition, so we're going to make so much more money. We can pay whatever taxes they charge us, because if we make an extra fifty billion dollars and they tax us another twenty billion, well, I still made an extra thirty billion. So what do I care? Because I have no competition now. Mm-hmm. And and so you're almost getting into this uh, corporate corporatists oligarchies our oligarchical system where it's like the businesses it's funny because it's what the left always used to say was going to happen they're like oh the right only cares about the businesses and the businesses are paying off the government and that's what the right is all about and now ironically enough it's like well they were actually right the old school liberals were totally correct that's exactly what's happening <laughs> there's a bigger it's plan kind of foot here man there's yeah. a bigger plan of foot oh, if yeah. we look at it on the granular level of oh this is a republican this is a democrat yeah. conservative you know liberal or whatever where it's it, all the world's a stage yeah it, you know? it's really freedom against authoritarianism at this yeah. point and and for freedom you know what freedom is mm-hmm. and so if you if if you're a person who really truly enjoys freedom you know what that is. You know what it feels like. It, it, maybe at some point it just comes down to how many people in America get to that point where they realize they're not free and they're being severely infringed upon and then decide to do something about it. Yeah. You know, just start so, shooting. So um, that's the point. That, that's the uh, that is what we'll see if we reach that point or if people are living a pretty good squishy kind of life, you know. And uh, we'll see what happens, what comes out of that. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, CB says, no dark winter. Trump will win. Um, CB holding out hope. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I think, mean, th- I don't I think, think they're going to flip this. I'm just going to tell you guys. They're not. They're not going to flip this. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I, I think you got to be prepared, even if they do, because even if he wins, it's going to be. I, I don't see how we get through it peacefully either, because they're no. the other side. The other side has worked too hard over the last few years to let him win. So if they break, if they broke it, he broke them once. If he breaks them again, there's. They're just going to go. They're like, well, we've we've already. We're out in the open. We, they can see that we lie in the media all the time. Like they've thrown all their cards. They almost have no choice but to go insane after that because he's not going to let them. Can you imagine the media just lied to everybody, uh, colluded in stealing the election, colluded the first time to get Donald right. Trump impeached, and they still fail? Do you think Trump is going to be quiet this time? No, he's going to take them down. So they're going to go crazy. They're not going to allow that um, to happen. It's not going to happen because they yeah. wouldn't declare – they wouldn't do all of this and then come out and go, oh, you know what, guys? We were just joking. We were yeah. Just messing well, he, around yeah. with you. And if he wins in the <laughs> Supreme Court, they're just going to say the court was illegitimate. That's why they wanted Amy yeah. Coney Barrett rammed so far through. So it's not going to work. Like I think we're already – the train has sailed. It's going to be a bad outcome no matter what. Um, um, I just don't know what, when it starts I, or how it starts. I think that could be the best outcome. It, yeah. It, well, obviously it would be. Uh, because because then we just start the purge. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, you, you guys have to realize something. 
And I'm deliberately, uh, by the way, ignoring everything that Richard is saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Because oh, I'm in a very I guess, dark, dark yeah, I'm not, place. I'm not saying whether or not I agree or disagree with it, but there's definitely people, Richard, that are looking at this, trying to find reasons uh, to pull the plug on us. But here's the thing. We've already seen enough to tell us what's going on in the world. How, you know, with this thing that happened with Epstein, with how big it is, and you capture this guy, how do you let him do anything to himself or something happen to him? How does it happen? It seems, it seems ridiculous. It seems impossible. It seems there's no way <laughs> in these current modern times such a thing could happen, right? But it happened. There's a whole bunch of things going on like that. I don't, and, and I can go further and further back for you guys to see things that have happened that shouldn't have, have happened or things that have been falsely propped up. Or we see everything falling apart, then it doesn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see all this stuff, you have to realize ultimately, um, you know, we're, we're even just looking at things like we actually have a choice. You know, in in what happens now, the truth. I'm going to tell you guys the truth of what I believe is we do have a choice. Mm-hmm. We do have a choice, right? That's the that's the ultimate thing. I don't want to get into talking about it. Like I don't take it willy nilly, right? I, to me, it's not a joke. Once we do that, completely different world. Yep. That everyone's living. If you get enough people doing that, if you get one person or a couple of people out there doing it, I don't think it really makes any difference. You know, easily they could turn you into this guy was just a nut job or whatever. If you get a lot of people who get mad, then you get that. But on our side, you don't see that. You for for this in, for this entire year, you've seen people on the other side getting mad, burning stuff down, beating people up you know, uh, destroying things and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You haven't seen that on this side, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm not saying you won't see it, (laughs) you know? I'm just saying that, you know, this is a point, like something has to happen, something has to snap out there People have to get to a, to, to a point where they're like, no. And probably, as we were saying before, what's going to happen is that states are going to say no. There's states around the country that are looking at what these guys want to do. They're going to go, no, we're not going along with the stupid new, mm-hmm. new yeah. Green Deal nonsense you want to do. You know, we don't want to bail out any other states, right? We're not going to take away uh, people's rights from them. We're not going to shut down. We're not going to kill businesses. We're not going to pick and choose who the winners are. We're not going to tell all the small businesses, you're done. Don't worry about it. We'll give you universal basic income. <laughs> you know, everyone goes gets a, a, a gig economy job from from all the big boxes or whatever it is. There's going to come a point where people are like, yeah, that's it. So mm-hmm. um, that's you know. that's the thing. And I think a lot of us, you know, I'm not trying to say the gun people out there are punks. I think a lot of us, you know, we just think and we plan and we, we're, we're watching what's happening, right? Because once, once it, things go in that direction, there's no, there's no putting the cork back on that. I, I, think, I think a lot of people understand the consequences and they also uh, – maybe, maybe it's too far gone. Maybe it isn't. Uh, maybe what we're going to see because I've heard a lot of people on the right call for this too – I think this is a pipe dream because I think the left just can't help themselves. 
they're almost like we need to do like a societal secession first. And that's basically where we leave all of their platforms and it doesn't matter that we end up in an echo chamber. We have no conversation to have with the far left because they're not interested in intellectual conversations. So leaving them and having our own echo chamber, I don't think is such a bad thing because there's no discussing anything with them mm-hmm. most of the time that you try to be reasonable. So I think having a split like parlay parlor, having platforms like that is going to be the first step. The second step is going to have civil disobedience from states themselves. So you're just going to have governors do what California and all those other states do, where it's like, well, we legalize marijuana. What are the feds going to do about it? Nothing. You're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not going to enforce immigration law. What are you going to do? Nothing. So I think that's what you'll see red states do. It's like, oh, assault weapons ban, not in Florida, not going to happen, not going to enforce it. The ATF comes here. Either A, we're not going to help you, or we're going to arrest you if you come here for violating the Constitution, if they want to go that far. I think they'll just go – the first route will be like, oh, automatic weapons? We don't see any of that here, ATF. You're going to have to do all the work alone. Local police won't help you at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that will be – I think they just have to say no, like a lot of the counties uh, are saying to what's going on in Virginia. An example of what these guys are trying to do is not just California. You could look at Virginia as an example – and so basically you can have a governor there. He can be in control of whatever happens in the state house. But the rest of Virginia could go, no, we're not we're not doing that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you'll yeah. you'll see happening here. Yeah. And if it gets bad enough, it'll just it will eventually lead to a dissolution of the United States because it'll be you'll have a federal government that has no power because they would have to use the military to enforce that, and that's not gonna work because then then they feed into the whole, well, you're a tyrannical government. Once you start doing that, you you become the tyrannical government, and then any sort of uh, destruction of the union is justified. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a catch-22. If they try to enforce us when we behave badly, they become the government that we say they are. So then anything that we do is justified. So I think that's what will happen. You have to, We have to put pressure on red state governors and red state legislatures to disobey the federal government. And it puts us in a position that – we as conservatives have never been in before because ironically enough, I don't know how it happened, but, but Republicans became pro, you know, back the blue and everything like that. And it's like, you're going to have to get over that because police are going to enforce the laws and the ones that don't are good, but there's going to be a lot of them that do. Mm -hmm. So you have to make it clear that either you're with us or you're, you're against us or else it's not going to work. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, so a couple of things here, let me see. Um, uh, let's see. Rodney Brady says South Florida has millions of liberals who will snitch and sell out. And then Latina Locked and Lotus says, I agree with Rodney. I think South Florida will be a problem. What do they you guys can, think about that? Uh, they can, but it's going to come down to who's going to enforce it. I mean, Miami-Dade was 47% for Trump this time around, and it was mostly Hispanic. Yeah. So I think that you're just going to get there's going to be a line in the same where eventually it's going to come down to the police. It really is. And they're going to have to decide, like, let's say that Florida DeSantis says, we're not going to lock down. We're not going to pass. We're not going to enforce any federal gun laws or anything like that. And then Miami Dade, Palm beach and Miami are like, well, we will. DeSantis can just cut their funding. He'll just say any state funds that you get, you, we're not going to do it. You're going to have to go to the feds. And if you go to the feds, well, what are you going to do? We just won't let them do anything. We won't let them come in here. We won't give you resources. And you start playing dirty. That's the only way that it's going to work. Money is the only thing that talks. I think when I think when you're talking about the cops, you could split it up into two basic groups. 
So yeah. you've got sheriffs that are elected by the people that they serve. They'll be different. Some yeah. of those some of those sheriffs are messed up. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, we're getting we're uh, John Crump's going to be. Hey, hey, John Crump. Yeah, your audio is all on, John. Um, John Crump will be coming in to to uh, talk about this thing in Georgia that we promised we'll talk to everyone about. No, I'm here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm um, here, dude. Yeah, hold on. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, we got him in here. Let me let me just drop him in this thing. Um, so yeah, let me just say this quickly while John's getting set up. I think that um, you'll you'll see that some of those sheriffs will will do what they do, but you know, it's gonna probably become a, a situation of uh, who's more mighty. I guess we'll see. So okay, I don't know. John uh, turned. Can you his, guys uh, hear me? Uh, we can hear you, but I think you turned your your camera off. We can't see you. Yeah. My USB is Yeah. Yeah. So He's hiding. I'm trying to, uh, and I'm here. trying to fix my camera here, if that's going to be possible. No, not going to be possible. Let me see if I can get my camera to, to uh, correct here. Okay, listen, John's got like 20 minutes, so once we get him in here, we'll get into this whole thing that's going on in Georgia. I want to make sure I take some time to um, to to really talk about this. And I believe on Wednesday we're going to have Jordan Stein of GOA come on to discuss this Uh further um you know there's there's quite a few people working on this um i think all of this stuff that we're talking about we could block it uh with the senate and getting control of the senate so with that being said i think we should get into this conversation for about 20 minutes with john who wrote the article uh let me throw this article up here if you guys don't know if you're watching or listening i'll read out the uh, title of it it's uh georgia's must win u.s senate election guide 2020 video and volunteer link so if you flip through it there's a good article here that uh john wrote and it talks about the candidates in the race um shows you some stuff from the uh from the other side um gives you some good information john what's up man can you hear us now you're muted went from too much sound to not enough yeah let's see if we get uh now your audio's off Yell louder. <laughs> Doesn't matter how use a USB microphone. That would be my advice. Plug in a USB microphone and use that. Okay, so okay, we're still waiting. Uh, we're still waiting on John to to get that up. Here's another article that um, I think I would like to share with you guys as well. Uh, this John, you're you're still muted. <laughs> It's just funny looking at his face over there in that screen. Um, here's here's another. This is from uh, GOA. GOA has this out. I don't know whether or not you guys support GOA. Um, so a pro 2A Senate majority is within reach. We almost have the Senate. Um, after a long night, gun owners are still waiting for the results of the 2020 presidential election. And not much more can be done for now. But we are ever so close to victory in the Senate as votes pour in for the undeclared elections for GOA-endorsed candidates like Senator Perdue in Georgia and John James in Michigan. All eyes are turning to the special Senate election. The fate of the U.S. Senate may rest with Senator Lofer's special election in Georgia, which is only just heating up. Um, did we? Okay. So we don't. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. we can hear you. I got a Yeti, man. A blue Yeti at my home studio, at my home computer. So don't. I got a USB microphone, Hank. Oh. 
Yeah, Hank. <laughs> All right, so tell us about this article, John, and what exactly is going on here, if you could break it down for us. And then these guys might have questions, or people in the audience might have some questions. Okay, so basically what we have to assume that... Uh, and angle Trump your camera down a little bit, please, sorry. Yeah. I like your lo your Yoda collection in the background, but... I want to see the, I want to see you, we want to see the cranium. There you go. All right. Awesome. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> come on. Hey, hey, keep me up on the text. Like, hey, can you come on for a couple minutes? I said, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So basically what is going on is uh, we have to assume that Trump is not going to be reelected. I've talked to some people behind the scenes. And uh, it's not looking too good, and this is actually from people working on the actual legal challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, they said it's not 100% over, but it's still not uh, that looking good. So we have to assume yeah. that Biden is going to be president. Mm -hmm. uh, the Democrats are going to hold the House, barely. And they have a chance to win the Senate if they take both races in Atlanta. Not Atlanta, but Georgia. Mm -hmm. So we need to really work hard to get those Republicans elected. Schumer, Chuck Schumer, would be the leader of the Senate if the Democrats win both, both elections. Oh, just for that? Yeah, there's no way I can't. Yeah, we can't have that at all. Well, he is, yeah. he is open to getting rid of the legislative filibuster. The legislative filibuster is like a stopgap of any bad legislation. So without the legislative filibuster, they can push through any any type of law that they want, and they will push through anti-gun laws. Mm -hmm. He's open to that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, well, you know, we have the Supreme Court. Well, all they need to do to add people to the Supreme Court and expand it to 13 people is to pass a simple bill, and if they don't have a legislative filibuster, then they can easily do that and pack the court with 13 anti-gun people, which they would do. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Biden-Harris plan, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. I, myself, would be close to a half a million dollars in NFA fees mm -hmm. under, under, their, under their plan, mm -hmm. which or I can sell it to them for a pittance of the cost, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. isn't going to happen. I'm not going to do it. So, right. Don't worry about it. So we need to work to get these people elected. Uh, GOA has been on the forefront of the national groups and, and, and the Georgia races. I'm not just saying that because I'm a GOA person. Mm -hmm. But GOA, they've relocated uh, some staff members down there. Uh, Jordan, who's going to be on your show, is relocating to Georgia, and he's going to be down there during Thanksgiving. She's mm -hmm. working right through Thanksgiving, door knocking. Uh, we need people to text and everything else. The two Republican candidates we need to really push is Kelly Loeffler, who at first, honestly, I was not a fan of when Brian Kemp picked her because uh, there were some dealings where she giving some money to anti-gun politicians, but mm -hmm. she was a WDA owner and it was her corporation, not her giving the money. But that's what people have to really understand. In the Senate, yeah, right. I'm showing I'm showing your article right now. So she's Republican, A plus rated by GOA and NRA, right? Yeah. Uh, she has been co-sponsor 
on the uh, Hearing Protection Act to remove it. Pressure from the NFA. Okay. Uh, she was co-sponsoring the bill that restored veterans' rights to own guns mm-hmm. when they took it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was co-sponsoring the National Concealed Carry Bill. She vehemently opposed red flag laws, uh, and she's been a surprise. She's been one of the best senators on 2A in the whole Senate, which was really shocking because I thought she was going to be one of the weakest. Okay. She, she she is probably tied because she's never voted for a gun bill, and she's co-sponsored every pro-gun bill that's been in the Senate. Mm-hmm. While she's been in there, so she's been really, really good. Okay. Uh, she's been outspoken. She's endorsed. She's embraced our endorsement, even though like there's every town and all those groups are trying to push these weird conspiratorial conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Push a conspiracy theory that GOA is conspiracy theorist, even though that mm-hmm. they're the one pushing the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Their opponents are also very anti-gun. They're the opponents. When you look who've endorsed them, it's like Moms Demand Action, Giffords, Everytown, the Brady Organization. So they have, both their opponents are very, very anti-gun, and both are committed to passing everything that Biden wants in his gun plan. Which okay. means if they both get elected, that's what we're going to get. And we're not going to have the Supreme Court to to protect us from that. Uh, one of them is a minister. The one that's running against uh, Lothner, I believe, mm-hmm. is a minister. And he is known for giving anti-gun sentence in front of his church. Uh, I listened to a couple of them, and they are very, very anti-gun. Yeah, and I'm and playing both- this video of him yeah. eating a pizza with a fork. Sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Who does my, he think my, he is? My, my family is. Yeah. Although, let's be honest, I've seen Trump do the same thing, but whatever. Wow. Well, yeah, it's still, I, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Doesn't matter who does it. Right. True Italians eat, eat it with a fork, though. Huh? True Italians eat it with a fork. Go to Italy. You'll see. And what do you expect from the Italians? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the Italians are national, so I can't say too much. She's uh-huh. so. Okay, so, this, that guy doesn't look Italian, but okay, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Uh, basically, we need to elected, but at least one. Two would be incredible because mm-hmm. I don't want to be running around in the woods with my AK-47 and 7 yelling Wolverines fighting a tyrannical government. So I think this is a question that Rolando had. Do we need both of these seats or it's is one, one, a, a, one a victory in and of itself? If we get one, they'll give us they'll give Republicans fifty one Senate fifty one seats in the Senate. Remember, if Harris is going to be VP, they don't need to have a majority. They just need to have half. They just mm-hmm. need to have fifty. So we need fifty one. Okay. All right. By the way, Flying Rich says when pizza is crazy hot, I eat it with a fork. Um, yeah, that happens when. Okay. Okay. First of all, uh, Flying Rich is crazy. Yeah, wait so, for it to cool down, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I thought that's what everyone dude, did. <laughs> dude, it's really simple to eat pizza. You fold it, you let the oil drip off of it, and you eat it. If it burns the roof of your mouth, so be it. <laughs> Just tail like a man and eat it hot, okay? You, you're putting garlic on there anyway, so it's not going to help. You, you're going to get the hot breath anyway, so what can I say to you? 
you know. Uh, did you tell me I'm suing the governor again? Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, so there's two there's two candidates that we want to support here, right? So um, so the first candidate, just for just for uh, for folks out there who are not looking closely at this, is Kelly Loafer, right? Loeffler, excuse yeah. me, Kelly Loeffler, yeah. and then the other one is uh, David Perdue, right? Correct. And you don't have to be in Georgia to support these candidates. Okay. This might be a Georgia election, special election, mm-hmm. but it is critical that these guys win. Yeah. So you can sign up. Uh, in fact, in the article, I think there's a GOA link where, where we actually made it very easy to volunteer to send texts mm-hmm. or, or make phone calls if you're not in Georgia. And if you're in Georgia, we made it very easy to door knock mm-hmm. and you'll meet me down there because I'm going to go down there. Oh, so you're going to be down there. So people can help out. You could find these guys. You could find these guys social medias. You can help share their message, get their message out there. Um, I'm sure that we all have friends and family that live in Georgia. We can encourage those people to vote. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's something that everyone could do. I want to get to these things real quick here. And then I'm gonna can I just make one point? Yes, go ahead. Mark's foray in Black Lives Matter is joining forces with GOA to basically go down there and help out Lochner and cool. uh, Purdue. Okay, uh, awesome. They're going to be doing a uh, a Black Lives Matter event in in Atlanta and also Savannah. Okay, so uh, yeah, hopefully someone uh, will be there to help him actually figure out how to use an RV. I know it's not easy. I know it's not. I've been looking at his. <laughs> I've been looking at the strife of with the RV thing, but that's great. So he's going to be on the ground. Uh, GOA is going to be on the ground there. Yeah, when I called him, asked, he was like. He was like, I'm already planning on going down there. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was down. He was like, I understand what's at stake, and I 100% agree, and I'm already planning on being down there. So yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's team up. Let's get this knocked out of the park. Yeah, what's the timeline on this? When uh, is when is this vote happening? January 5th. January 5th, you said? Yeah, so basically okay. it's really weird. Uh, the Senate actually starts on, like, January 1st, so mm-hmm. for the first five days, uh Georgia senator will be Lochner and Purdue. Um, after the five days, it could be whatever. Oh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully. It'll so be both of these there. people are incumbent. They're both incumbent. Well, the okay. way Georgia's election works is that you have like a bunch of people run from Republicans and Democrats. It's like no primary. It was just everyone runs, uh, and then if no one gets fifty percent of the vote then it goes to a runoff, and that's what we're in. Uh, Purdue barely uh, missed uh, getting 50%. He got like 497 percent So the Republicans are, uh, on paper, they were looking good. Right now the polls have kind of evened. Mm-hmm. Uh, some growth, um, this pouring money into Georgia, Bloomberg's spending millions through all those foreign groups. You have not only the, the anti-gun people, but mm-hmm. Kelly Lautner is like very pro-life. Okay. Which again, WNBA gave money to Planned Parenthood, but yes, she's pro-life, and Planned Parenthood and Norrell and all of them are totally against her, and also Purdue. Okay. Uh, there, you have all these like liberal organizations going after them. They're flying people in from California. 
mm-hmm. uh, the California Democrats are offending people. Uh, and they're actually encouraging people to break the law and mm-hmm. just move there temporarily to vote, which is a felony. Insanity. Yeah, yeah. but also a felony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. Yang was uh, promoting that. They, they don't care. They don't care if you do it. But they're not the ones that's going to be in prison. Okay. Yeah, it does people that they encourage to do it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and I think you and I were talking about this earlier, right? Someone has to be willing to prosecute those people. Yeah, and but the Georgia, the Georgia is willing to prosecute them. Yeah. Let me let me get this in real quick here. Um, So Alpha Charlie Concepts said a while ago, with the number of rhinos in the Senate, we most definitely need both seats. I agree with that. (laughs) <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, we once he both seat would be great. We have a lot of rhinos in the Senate. Mm-hmm. That is true, but there's not a super majority with the rhinos. Mm-hmm. We do need both seats, and that would be awesome. One, I think we could still head off like all the gun stuff. Plus. Mitch McConnell already said he's not going to bring any anti-gun stuff to the floor, so he can just table everything mm-hmm. if, if we still have control of the Senate, and he's done that, and I don't think he's going to. I'm not the biggest Mitch McConnell fan, but I don't think he's going to introduce any any anti-gun stuff into the Senate. Yeah, so but I would it, still try to get both just I as a backup. Yeah, Yeah, and then Atomic Bulls, I think, makes an excellent point here that we need to think about. But we should also think about trying to flip someone on the other side. But here's Atomic Bulls' uh, point. He says, 51 to 50, then Romney switches parties, dot, dot, dot. We need both. You never know. Romney could do anything. Yeah, um, yeah, I I think... For Harry behind the scenes, I'm not going to say too much about this, but I don't want to jinx anything, but I will give you a little nugget of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is someone that's close to switching uh, sides. On the, on the Democrat side? Uh, maybe I shouldn't say. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. No. All right. By the way, shout out to 13C Gun Reviews. I see he's out there. He says, great group tonight. I wish he could stay, but he's swamped. By the way, you guys need to uh, follow him. Go search 13C. I know they deleted his Instagram, which really sucks. Um, But follow him on his backup social medias. And and I believe he has a backup on, I think it's 13C Media on Instagram. So make sure you guys follow if you're on Instagram. Okay, so... So let's get back to what the folks – I don't know – well, actually, I don't know if Richard or Rolando, you have any questions? No, no. So far, no. No. Okay. I think this pretty much goes with uh, what we've been talking about and what we already know. It, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to figure out how to – like I think you know everyone could do something like we said before, right? Everyone could do something. Even if you're not there, there's things you could do to help get the message out there. Um, what what are the people on Huh? But make phone, you can sign up to make phone calls. You can sign yeah. up to make texts. You can talk to people in Georgia that you know. Uh, and something that's very crucial is money. I hate I hate to be the one to say it, but the other side, the special interest on the on the left is pouring tons of money into Georgia, mm-hmm. and where 
we can combat that with grassroots efforts, but in the end, you need money. Yes, absolutely. Uh, money makes the world go round here. Um, you know, it's one of the things that we're severely lacking. You can bet that Bloomberg and Soros and everybody else is, uh, all those celebrities in Hollywood are pouring a ton of money, ton of money in there. By the way, um, can, if everyone in here right now smashed a thumbs up, so I think we can get to 100. So please do that. I appreciate it. Uh, there you go. Uh, someone's trying to tell me uh something about richard being right which richard are they talking about can't be richard hughes so there you go i'm not gonna argue with any first of all richard hughes not even from new york okay he got he's not from new york he got invasion of the body snatchers if he thinks he can actually eat pizza with a fork okay he never did that anywhere in new york he did that after he left new york and no one was looking at him if you used to live uh, right next to where my in-laws uh, and my sister-in-law and, and my brother-in-law live up there, and they eat pizza with a fork, and they live, like, within miles. Of you each just other. ratted them out. Oh, boy. Something has to be done with all these fork pizza fork eaters <laughs> that are out there. Uh, sacrilege, I say, or to you. Sacrilege. Uh, Don't do it. Hank, what? Jeff Stevens uh-huh. uh, said, have we turned into our fathers and as politics... And has politics always been this sleazy? Yes, it's always been this sleazy. Well, if you look at the the Jefferson, Jefferson accused uh, Adams of being, or Robert Madison, I think it was Adams. He accused him of being a hermaphrodite. Yeah. Well, I think I mm. think politics is more civilized and out in the open now. Obviously, we used to have duels. I mean, didn't McKinley die because of injuries from a duel? Um, or <laughs> one of our, uh, we should bring duels back. I believe in that. Yeah, yeah, Aaron, uh, Aaron Burr and, oh, I'm and, a firm believer of duels. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Burr. And, and I forgot who, uh, yeah. vice president at the time yeah. got into a duel. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like tons of people doors, he would, well, doors right out in front of, in the white house lawn. Yeah. Because, and I remember, yeah. uh, when this, when, uh, when slavery first came up in the Senate and somebody was like, we should abolish it. I think that like the Southern senators came, almost came the dude to death. I forgot which Senator it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this, <laughs> this is, we're, we're, we're downright civilized nowadays. The problem is that they can smile at you nowadays and then take away everything from you and you'll yeah. never know it happened. Oh, yeah. Whereas well, before like- it was like, they blatantly had to like come and take your stuff or kill you. Now it's Whoa. like they can give you a smile and say, like, hey, we're taking away all your stuff and you're going to take it. We'll see you later. Well, Teddy Roosevelt used to used to invite uh, people in the opposition over to um, negotiate when he couldn't get things done. And what he used to always do is say, hey, are you interested in uh, like a simple sport that we can play while we discuss this? Mm-hmm. And they would be like, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, put these gloves on. And mm-hmm. it was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, a box. <laughs> Yeah, and he used to be like he used to be like a professional level boxer, and used to beat the hell out of him. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I think we should totally do like American gladiators type of thing for people to become to get political office. <laughs> you want that office? You got to go in here and fight it out. If yeah, you can't fight it out, you automatically forfeit. You lose. You don't believe in fighting for something? Uh, you're out. We don't want you. Yeah. The loser gets tarred and feathered. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think duels duels weren't a bad idea. They weren't a bad idea at all. You know, I think some things could be settled once and for all that way, right? 
I mean, I'll take a duel between uh, Trump and Biden right now. I I, <laughs> I have a feeling one will uh, be much more successful than the other. Mm-hmm. Well, Oregon is still a, a mutual combat state. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? There you go. Yeah, where you can, like, just challenge someone to a fight and the police roll up. They're like, oh, they, they both agreed to fight, and the police are like, there's video of it. And the police are like, okay. Yeah. Just saying, because they can't do anything. They're not breaking the law, and it's a mutual combat state. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, let's see. Someone's complaining about John's audio. He's in a he's in a big room, uh, and he doesn't have his awesome. I'm not in my studio. Yeah. Oh, you're not. Yeah, you're not in your studio, and you don't have your microphone set up properly. Probably. Uh, imposter says Trump kicks Biden's ass in the steel cage match. Can you imagine two old fogies going in there? I mean, yeah. If I had to make a bet, I would say Trump would win that. But two old dudes. You know, just going in there and duking it out. Maybe the president needs to be younger. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Russia there needs to be an age cutoff. Like, yeah. There, yeah. I think there definitely should be. Yeah. Uh, Florida Gun says Trump would WWF Biden's ass through a table. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I get I get where the uh, where <laughs> the sentiment is coming from, but what you see in memes is not real. <laughs> At least Trump would know how WWF sets up the fight since he's hung out with them so many times. Yeah, true. So at least he probably he could yeah, theoretically okay. like know how to do it. Yeah, has <laughs> has he ever actually done that stunt? No. Okay. Well, he, he fought. He he actually beat someone up in the WWF. How? Did he pick he, them up and body he, slam them? No, he attacked him and started pounding him in the head. Ah, uh, come on now. If he the gets old a chair, pick up a chair time. trick. Yeah, come on. Anyone <laughs> can pick up a chair. That's not good. I don't know if Biden could pick up a chair at this point, though. He wouldn't even yeah. remember where he is. Yeah. But for reals, for reals, I think that Trump will probably win. He looks more, you know, more actually with it. Biden, Biden's just going to go, come on, man. Come on, man, and get and get beaten up. But I think you know. Listen, some of these old ways, you know, are are good ways. It's not to say some of the old ways we definitely have to leave behind us. Some of the old ways we should keep. Some of the old ways we should keep. You know, did did you? uh, Okay, so I don't know if you have anything else here, Crump, that you wanted to impart to us. I'm suing the governor. Okay, so what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, what's yeah, going on with you? So the governor go decided uh, to limit um, the number number of uh, people that can like gather, and he specifically targeted uh, gun shows. Mm-hmm. So he ordered the nation's gun show, which is right outside DC, to be shut down. Well, you know, I might be looking for some ammo this weekend, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna see. Okay. So well, can um, I show can I show the thing from this lawsuit or no? Yeah, yeah, it's public record. Okay. Uh, so me and the Nation of Gun Show people uh, got together and we filed a lawsuit for okay. an emergency injunction against Northam and his uh, draconian, tyrannical policies. Okay. So is so give us the gist of all this legalese I'm scrolling through here. Basically. Uh, GOA has successfully sued uh, This is not a GOA case. This is done through uh, mm-hmm. Nation's Gun Show and some other people. Okay. Uh, one one vendor and mm-hmm. me. Um, but GOA has successfully sued governors like in all over the country mm-hmm. that try to shut down gun shops and one. 
So he dropped so Northam, also known as Governor Blackface, you know, the guy that painted his face black, and when mm-hmm. they questioned him on it, said, oh, I was trying to beat Michael Jackson for Halloween. Yeah. Um, him. Uh, it's okay Sunday, because he, he declared Juneteenth or whatever, so he's been forgiven. Yeah. 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 Brother Noomsi has been, has been forgiven. Yeah. I thought on Michael Sunday. Jackson was white. Uh, yeah. At uh, least uh, in the later years. Um, yeah. Only when he became Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my aunt's best friend. You know that. Huh? Sandra you Bullock? Know. Yeah, you know that. Okay, so you're related to Michael Jackson then? No, I'm not related. My aunt's best friend is. Okay, so your aunt's best friends with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Can we get can we get uh, Sandra Bullock to do a concert? Because I know Michael Jackson is still with us. He uh, became a single white female, and uh, you know went into acting in the movies. And his I, name I is think, Sandra Bullock now. I think he's hanging out with uh, Kamala Harris's uh, favorite rapper alive today, Tupac. Oh, yeah. Well. Tupac's in Cuba or something like that for a while. Remember her, 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 her? That was her favorite, her favorite rapper alive today. Yes, I yes, I I heard about this. Okay, so listen, so what do you think is going to happen with this uh, lawsuit here? What do you think is going to go down? Uh, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. It's not in a very gun friendly environment. Mm-hmm. But then there's lots of case law that can be referenced. So. Mm-hmm. Legally, we, we, it should be slam, a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I don't know because you never know. I, I've been involved in, I, I see the governor like every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And mm-hmm. it's, it, you can't tell, uh, really, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, I, I wish you luck with that, man. You know, um, I, I think that. It's it's really sucks donkey balls what's going on in Virginia. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Glad I'm out of there. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna continue to fight and make noise. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure the ATF and North can probably have conversations all the time. You know, call up and say, "Damn, John again." Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. like you should be going after you this time. Yeah. You just have to keep being a thorn in their side, man. Yeah. If you don't rattle cages, then what's the fun of living? You yeah. got to rattle cages. And if, if everyone likes you, then you're not doing something right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No one knows that better than uh, Richard Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, do- he's doing everything right all day. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm gonna, Before you go, I'm going to give the guys a chance to ask you questions. Rolando or Richard, you guys have a question? Okay, Rolando's muted. Rolando, your mic's sorry. off. Yeah, sorry. What's the uh, timeline for your suit in Virginia? Uh, uh, we're trying to get an emergency injunction, so we're trying to get uh, a uh, hearing scheduled tomorrow at 10 a.m., but we're not sure. Okay. Um, that would be mm-hmm. not a private, like a primary, but you feel like, okay, yeah, we're going to hear it now, so go ahead and get your ducks. Let's go. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, tomorrow. All right. Yeah, it was just Okay, Richard Hoffman, do you have a question? No, I think I'm good, you know. Okay. You think you're good, but you're totally evil. 
Has oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before I do something. Yes. So listen, before you go, another thing before you go, I did get uh, speaking with giants here. Let me go close up here if I can with this. This is your uh, your book that you have out, uh, Speaking with Giants, interviews from Amolan, John Crump, as well as the uh, cr- the Crumpy Militia. Check out that patch, the Crumpy Militia. Mm-hmm. How can people get their hands on this and uh, tell folks where the proceeds are going to with that? Uh, uh, you can contact them. You can get a signed copy of the book. You get it on Amazon. You can just get it from there in, in uh, Kindle form or, or paperback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the patch can be at blackswantactical.com. All proceeds go to my niece who has terminal brain cancer. Uh, and uh, so we're raising money for her. She's a little nine-year-old warrior niece. Um, we, our rifle auction just finished up today, and we raised $2,275, thank you, Swamp cool. Dog Armory, which is awesome, for the Mandalorian-themed rifle. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. $75, and I was like, man, I hope I want it. Yeah, no, that was very cool. And and I know it's tough what you guys are going through uh, in terms of your niece. So um, I encourage folks to go out there. If you want to get the book, get the patch or get the book or something like that. It's going to a good cause. What's uh, the uh, what's the GoFundMe page? If you just go to crumpy dot com, C-R-U-M-P-Y dot com slash GFM, it will redirect you over there instead of having to remember a large, large, you know, link. Yeah, and Armament and Axis says he has that book signed by John and his niece. Yes. Uh, we, we went, yeah, we gave it to the GoFundMe, so that's why I said for an alternative for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, you know, whatever you guys can do out there, I know, is, is much appreciated. All right, John, anything else before you get out of here? Uh, yeah, I actually do. Um, everyone should head with the John Crump 2 and subscribe. We're going to be giving a Mantis 10X Elite when we hit 2,000 subscribers, which has been a big goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and at 1,500 subscribers, we're going to be giving away a $100 gift certificate to Uncle Sam's MisguidedChildren.com. And I just want to do one thing. Hold on. Just give me one second. Oh, boy. (laughs) We didn't drop his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Some shout outs are about to go down here. <laughs> Get over here. Yeah, they're not cooperating. Camp kids. I okay. They 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 can't you won't be able to hear them, but they can hear you. Um, right. so let me let me just pull this out. Give me one second, Hank. <laughs> you can tell they're both trouble. Yeah. These, uh, I don't know if he can hear me or not. <laughs> now, I don't I don't know what is going on over there with Crumpy. <laughs> He's messing around with stuff. Uh, nice kids, though. Great kids. They, uh, they're too good looking to actually be his kids. His wife must be. No, we can't hear you now, uh, John. <laughs> we can't hear you at all. <laughs> Who knows what you did? <laughs> Who knows what you did over there? Oh boy, yeah. Listen, I don't know if they can hear us, but shout out to the little crumps. Uh, yep. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, Matthew. I know one's Matthew. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Oh, shout out time. Okay, shout out to the crump boys. There's there. Nikki. Nikki. Okay. Nikki, okay. Hey, Nikki. 
Hey, Nikki. All right, Nikki and Matthew, shout out to those guys out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Someone's pushing buttons over there too. There yep. you go. All right, very cool. Thanks to John Besides Trump for joining Trump. us here. Huh? Besides Crumb. Right. <laughs> I think you should have just let the kids push the buttons. It probably would have worked better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So I don't know if anyone else has any questions out there. Um, you know, I think this is really important. What's the takeaway from this whole thing in Georgia from you guys? Uh, fight we just have to keep fighting <laughs> that's yeah. all there is to it it's it's like anything else that's all we ever need to do mm-hmm. or that's all we ever do yeah throw, well, throw get used to it there's fighting. no there's going to be no rest <laughs> yeah, and i think that no. we need to one of the things that i've been dealing with more lately is that obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of people i don't know if it's a lot of people but there's people in the gun community obviously with so many new gun owners there's a high percentage of them that were Democrats and that may have voted for Biden. And I think that we need to start. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say this. I, I'm not necessarily as harsh as some other people, but it's something that Joe and I, Johanna and I have struggled with my wife uh, in advocacy. And that is how do you draw the line of telling people who might be Democrats or liberals that they have to start if they really care about their rights, they can't vote for that party anymore. And I think that a lot of Democrats need to accept the fact that the party is so anti-Second Amendment that they will never go back. There is nothing you can do. You're an extreme minority in your party. You will not get them to change because there's also no money in the Democratic Party to switch from being an anti-gun party. Mm -hmm. So you need to realize that you might be a liberal, but the Democrats are no longer a liberal party. They become a progressive anti-freedom party. And there's mm-hmm. a difference because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we use the terms liberal and conservative as insults when a lot of conservatives were actually technically like old school liberals. You know, we believe in liberty. We believe in capitalism. We believe in freedom. So if you consider yourself a true liberal, the Democratic Party has just left. You may not be oh, a Republican. Yeah. I understand that. But you can't vote for them if you want your gun rights. If guns are not your if you're not a single issue voter. You can vote for the Democrats all day if you want. But if you do know that they will take away the aspect of your life that has anything to do with firearms. Mm -hmm. So if you can accept that, that's fine. You're not really a Second Amendment advocate. You're a gun owner. That's it. And that's okay. But Mm -hmm. just know that you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from people that are on the pro-freedom, pro-gun side. And it's going to become more and more contentious. And it's going to get difficult for a lot of people. I mean, Johanna and I are dealing with this right now. We have friends that we spent hours explaining Mm -hmm. to them not only just the history of gun control, but American history and why the left believes what they do. And they will agree with you, but orange man bad, and they voted for Biden. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult not to be snarky with those people and tell them, uh, it, it's difficult because on the one hand, we Johan and I were Second Amendment advocates, so that goes beyond necessarily politics. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, I think we're pretty open that we voted for Trump and that typically we vote conservative because it's the only party that they backstab us. They backstab us too. There's no doubt, especially as Floridians, we know the Republican Party can backstab you and pass gun control all by themselves without Democrats doing anything. Right. Yeah. But at the same time they don't advocate that as part of their platform. 
So I know that the other side wants to take my rights away. If this side screws me over, well, then fool me once, shame on me, I guess. That's all I can do. But I know that the other side, if if they have power, I know exactly what they're going to do because they telegraph it and they're pretty honest about it, you mm-hmm. know, when they when they get their way. So I think we just have to be frank with people and say, if you are pro, if you're pro Second Amendment, you can't vote for the Democrat Party anymore. You can't. You can still be a liberal deep inside your heart. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And you can try to do something. Maybe you can, I don't know, maybe you can do something with a third party. Maybe you can try to make the uh, Republican Party more socially liberal, which it already is. So I don't know what they're complaining about anyway. Um, the, the Republican Party has kind of assumed the old social liberal role without being crazy and the conservative role all in the same time. And I think we're going to see a more moderate or center centrist Republican Party no matter what, at least on social issues. Mm-hmm. I think that's a concession on freedom issues. Never. There's no concessions on freedom. But if you want to talk social issues, that's fine. And I think liberals just have to wrap their heads around that. Their party's lost. It's gone on the gun issue. They're done. So if you care about that, you can't vote for them anymore. If you don't, then vote for whoever you want. Mm-hmm. But I think we just have to be honest about that. OK. All right. Understood. Yeah. Understood. What do you think about that? What do you think about that, Richard? Uh, you know, one, I hate both the parties. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they are the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see any difference between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. Uh, What we need is to get rid of most of the government. Yeah, we need to go and be what our founding fathers want, Mm -hmm. what they wanted to set up, what they meant to set up, that the federal government protects our borders, Mm -hmm. you know, the federal government has been overreaching for a hundred years now, mm-hmm. you know, and they just keep taking more and more and more. And it doesn't matter who the hell's in power. Mm-hmm. You know, you already know my thoughts on what we need to do with the government and all the bureaucrats, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, if somebody wants to vote for Biden. Well, you know, if they have guns, I think they're an idiot, but you know, uh, I think there's way too many people that say, Oh, you got to vote for Republicans because Mm -hmm. they're going to save our guns. They want to take your guns away from you just as much as the Democrats. They're just not saying it. Yeah. You know, Trump, I agree. Trump is anti-gun. Always has been, always will be. He's a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as as we've said many times, his son is probably more pro gun than he is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, truly. But this is and and look, maybe he's changed his mind on that of late. You know, and and when I say of late, maybe in the last ten years or something like that, he's changed his mind on it. You know what I think? Look, I think it's the old saying, right? You can bring a donkey to the well, but you can't make them drink. <laughs> Yeah. So if you yeah. really believe in freedom, I think people are free to make choices. The, the problem is your choices have repercussions, you yeah. know, and I think that, yes, I think guns are really important because I really believe in freedom. But but only yeah. you can preserve your freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight for that every day. That's just reality. You yeah. want to be free. You want your life to be peaceful. You want to be left alone. You have to be willing to fight. 
I, I keep telling people about that. It goes back to a, a saying that guys used to use in New York when they robbed you, right? So if you're sitting on the train and you have a nice little chain or something like that, a watch or whatever, and, and someone wants it or a coat, whatever it is, right? They'll come up to you and say, what are you going to do for that coat? What are you going to do for those sneakers or that watch or whatever? And that's the thing. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do for mm -hmm. it? So I think that the guns are very important. It's like a linchpin in freedom, right? So I agree. I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you on that. But there's further things that you lose once you pull those things away from people, right? There's other things these guys plan on yeah. doing. And by the time you get hit with that, it's too late if you don't have the guns. So if they tell you that if you have a gun, you're a bad guy, or you're going to hurt yourself or hurt other people and do something really destructive, and then you fall for that and you give that up, then you have nothing that you could do when all the other things start hitting you that they're mm -hmm. going to do, right? Yep. So I think this is really a question of what's going on, but how do you bring people to that? How do you get people to understand that? It's really I, difficult. I think you teach I, them history. I think you teach them history, but I also think that we are a victim of our we're a victims of our own technology and how good things are. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about, let's look at China right now, what they do. Now, obviously we think of China, sometimes I think people still think of China too much of like 1950s and 60s Maoist China, mm -hmm. where basically the majority of people are peasants and they're almost enslaved to the government and things like that, but they were still you know, patriotic out of ignorance. No, I think technology and the COVID lockdowns have proven this has gotten so good that we have so many things that we will accept a soft tyranny because our soft tyranny will be better than almost all freedom that has existed, at least in the eyes of many people up till like 50 years ago, because it'll be like, wait, so you're telling me that if I just vote for you guys, you're going to pay for my health care. Uh, you're going to pay for my education, which I won't even need anyway because I'm not going to get a job. But the government's mm -hmm. going to uh, pay for it. And you're going to give me mindless entertainment all the time in the form of streaming or video games all the time. I think a majority of humanity will accept that in an instant. They will. They will because it is so easy and so comfortable and so good that they don't know any better. Yeah, they've, the they've kicked our asses with cheap phones yes. and computers and, and, and it's not even that. everything it's almost, else. It's almost the laws of physics, and I talk mm -hmm. to this with my, with my wife all the time because my background is in engineering, mm -hmm. and you always learn even down to the atomic level. Even atoms always want to choose the path of least resistance. It is in our programming. Whether you believe in science or you believe in God, mm -hmm. it is literally in our programming that – we all living things will always look for the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And if you're saying, I will take away your freedom, you can't speak against the government, you can't have guns to go against us, but you'll always have food and we'll always give you entertainment. Most people will be like, you know what? That's that's right. That's that's fine because you're giving right me a circuses. baseline. Yeah. yeah, you're giving me a baseline that I would normally have to work for, mm -hmm. and you're just giving it to me by default. Mm -hmm. There will always be the small fringe that's like, no, I don't want that. I'd rather be on my ass in the middle of the woods fighting against wolves every day and still have my own soul and my own freedom rather than living in the city and being a mindless drone. But I think how Wally -E was, you know, the Disney movie where everybody was just a fat blob in a floating chair mm -hmm. or like you brought idiocracy, I think mm -hmm. that's closer to what people would want because if that wasn't true, you would have seen insurrections all over the place. But 
the fact of the matter is life is so good now that people don't care and they don't even know what it's like to be free in the sense because now we're talking about mental freedom not necessarily physical freedom and that's a much more abstract concept for people to have because people think of slavery in the past or subjugation of somebody comes with a gun they point it to your head and you have to listen to what they say no now it's like you swipe your credit card it didn't get it didn't go through why not you said something against the government so now they're not going to accept your credit card well what are you going to do about it well, I guess I'm not going to say anything bad about the government again. And and once my ban is up, I can use my credit card again. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. And I, I think that's how most people are. I think that, you know, when you're talking about the masses, most of the masses don't want to be free. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, 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 the big question here is how do you teach people about what freedom really is? And the you first don't. thing the first thing you have to understand is most people don't want to be free. No. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. Most of the people, what do we have? Seven billion, I don't know, eight billion, however many people on the face of this planet, they most of those people don't want to be free. Look at how many people follow uh, royalty and stuff like that. Even in America, we got away from that and we still follow freaking royalty from yep. England or this place or that place. Most people don't really want to be free, man. You know, they want someone else to to bear the responsibility of all the things that happen. And that's the reason why it's such an easy sell on the flip side. It's an easy sell for Biden to say, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to forgive your student debt. Don't worry about it. Well, that's also why they want to get rid of masculinity, because, you know, we've allowed them to basically say that masculinity is a toxic personality trait when it's not, because even women can show masculinity. Masculinity is more. I'm going to show a sense of leadership and independence. You know, anybody can have that trait, but they're trying to get rid of any traits that have to do with independence. They mm-hmm. want cooperation. They want subjugation, reasonable reasonableness. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's why they put, uh, you know, certain people on a pedestal that agree with those things, because it's almost like, well, what do you do when you have, let's go back to the past. What did ancient humans do when they wanted to domesticate wolves? Well, they would only breed the wolves that agree with with their commands and don't try to kill humans. The other ones, they throw them off in the wild and make sure they don't breed. And eventually you get domesticated dogs. It's the same thing here. You'll get an entire generation of people that don't show leadership, don't show spine, don't show masculine traits. And eventually in one or two generations, you won't have anybody that wants to rebel because there's not going to be anybody that even knows what that concept is. Mm -hmm. So that, that will ultimately be their goal. But we're a pain in their ass, and the United States in general is a pain in their ass because from our start, we've always been against that. And even our own history, even with our flaws, it's always been people fighting for freedom. Whether at first it was the colonialists, then it was the fight against slavery, then it was civil rights. So no matter what, even if it was our own government, America is always about rebelling against authority. So that's literally in our blood. And they can't have that because that's a pain in the butt. That goes mm. against the plan. Yeah. I think do, – do you want to add something here, Richard? Uh, you know, the one thing that a lot of people forget a lot of the time mm-hmm. is that the American Revolution, there was only 3 percent of the people that wanted the revolution. Mm-hmm. Yep. Most of the people – are exactly like they are now. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in the colonies lived in the cities. They were liberals. They didn't care about the king. They didn't want to fight. 
And it was that 3% that just said, screw you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we're throwing down. That's pretty much how it always is. And look, if you want to talk about men and women, and I think women are beautiful. (laughs) If you ask me if there's one thing I could not live without on the planet, I don't want to live on the planet without women. Nope. Don't want to do it. Right. Um, and, and women are beautiful and powerful in their own right. But I think the thing about men <laughs> and not all I'm not going to say all men. I think the thing about men is that we are always willing. It's, it's risk. So if you look at this, if you look at this thing, um, you know, men are always willing to take risks, massive, big risks. Right. And typically the, the programming for women is to mitigate all risk. And there's a reason for that, right? The women yep. usually nurture the children. Mm-hmm. This is how the children come to survive no matter what crazy shit the men do. Yep. yep. Okay. So that that's just one of the things. So um, I think that the reason why they're trying to castrate uh, a lot of men out there is because you don't want those people who are willing to fight no matter what you give them, no matter what awesomeness they have, you know, how shiny everything looks and how comfortable everything feels. They will always be those that if it's three percent, those people are always capable of starting a fire. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always capable of of uh, of leading, of leading other men, of pulling them up you know, by, by the scruff of their neck, right? Picking themselves up by their bootstraps. And I think that's the thing that's the big problem yep. when, you're, when you're looking at all of this, you know? And it makes it difficult to mold any civilization. It's not just America. It makes it difficult to mold everyone or most people into slaves if you've got, you know, just 3% of the planet. What's 3% of the 7 billion, you know, what's that number look like? Because mm-hmm. if you have those people willing to go, nah, fuck it all, let's yeah. burn it down, right? You have a massive problem. So I think that's the um, that's the big thing. But that's how we make stuff happen. That's that's it's how true. we change the world. Yeah, I think I think big tech is the biggest obstacle though that we've ever faced. Mm-hmm. Because let's say let's say that we were at where we were without necessarily big tech. Obviously we w- wouldn't necessarily have this podcast right now, but we'd still have a lot of other things. Let's mm-hmm. say without social media, the problem that they have now with everything being online is that they can monitor everything that you do. So before the founders could go hide somewhere and like, let's conspire and do something against the the crown and nobody would ever know about it. I don't see how you do that in mass in the 20 in 2020. And that mm-hmm. is part of the problem of why they they are trying to make this move now because they understand that we now live in a society where they can control so much over the internet mm-hmm. and i think that's how ultimately that's how gun control will be successful in the end it won't be from any legislation it will be merely the government saying hey banks or credit card companies uh if you guys want tax breaks you can't allow anybody to purchase guns with credit cards or on the internet and we're not going to pass a law but we're basically going to say, if you guys don't do it, you're not going to get any tax cuts. Every company will be like, all right. Now, all of a sudden, you'll go to purchase a gun online. It'll be like credit card denied. Why? Well, we changed our terms of service. You can't purchase any any destructive devices, whether it's a firearm, explosives, blah, 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 uh, or precursors. You can't use a credit card to buy them. So they'll be like, we didn't restrict your Second Amendment. You can still go to a gun shop and buy a gun. But you just can't buy ammo on the internet. And we didn't pass a law. Those are private companies that decide to make that decision. 
And what can we say? We can't say anything because it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And that's what they'll try to do. So they'll do they'll make it so cost prohibitive that everybody will be like, well, we've got the guns that we have. We have the ammo that we have, but you're not going to be able to create more or buy more without doing everything yourself, which a lot of people can do. But most people can't. They just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way that they'll do it. They'll do it insidiously. And I've heard that because I remember when they were talking about the um, the Vegas, uh, you know, the, the Vegas uh, massacre, they were they were looking at that that the gentleman had spent like twenty or thirty thousand dollars buying up his arsenal like a couple of months before. And they're like, have we flagged this? we would have been able to stop this from happening. And I was like, ah, so that's how they're going to do it in the future. They're going to start going through credit cards and they're going to try to force companies not to accept uh, credit card payments. Yeah, I think that's what Operation Choke Point um, yeah. is all about. But, well, yeah. yeah, go ahead, uh, Rich. Do you have that's a what try simple to, do. to get around? Yeah. yeah, well, it is, but not for a lot of people. If you want the industry to do well, like I said, yes, a lot of us will still go buy cash and we'll go to local gun stores. But I think the part of the explosion of the industry that you've seen recently is because people can buy things online. So you can expect the industry to never see that growth again if they somehow take the avenue of you got to use hard currency to purchase anything with guns. That's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to open a range or something like that, oh, you can't get a loan. Because mm-hmm. we won't give loans to anything that you has. You can't to be get done. loans now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I, mean, I, it's, I think it's I think they're going that right now. There yeah. are alternatives. So they're already doing it. Yeah. But, They've yeah. been doing that for forty years. Yeah. yeah. This is well, nothing new. Everybody seems to think, "Oh my God, this is brand new." I've been mm-hmm. in the industry for forty years. Mm-hmm. They were doing it forty years ago. Okay. It and is what were they doing? Nothing new. So they they didn't want to give um, loans and stuff like that, or, or they wouldn't credit give card. loans. They mm-hmm. well, we don't want your business, mm-hmm. you know. So you had to go find another bank, you know. Well, the difference is they can do that to the industry, and you'll always find reasonable. But how many customers will you lose the moment that they say can't use credit cards to buy firearms and ammo? Done. Mm-hmm. You'll lose you'll lose more than half your business. Yeah. But I think no doubt. I, I think it's also true. This is going. I think going, most of them would. Been, I think most places would. I think this Especially has, if you go to a local gun store and they say we can't run your credit card, you must purchase this gun in cash. A lot yeah. of people will be like can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Um, or I won't. John Doe says I wish gun broker would accept cryptocurrency, no more banks. I think I, I would agree with Rich that they have been trying to do this for a long time. Um, and I would also I <laughs> did this you know, I know it may seem funny, but I also agree with what uh, Rolando's saying. I think that that's ramped up lately, right? And it's made easier by 40 years ago, most of us were just rolling around with cash, especially when it came to stuff like guns. So I, I'm not saying that 40 years ago, rich people weren't buying guns with credit cards, but probably less so, right? Yeah, almost none. Yeah. yeah. So now it's so much easier because how many of us roll around with cash? Yeah. And then think about what a lot of these governments want to do, too. They want to switch over to cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So imagine when they get rid of cash and they phase it out and think of COVID. Perfect excuse. It's like the Great Reset. It's like, well, cash is dirty. You're touching it all the time. You're going to spread disease if you have cash. So let's switch to all Mm -hmm. electronic currency. And there you go. Then you're done. Yeah. That's it. But life has to find a way. If we want to survive, we have to find a way. This is the thing that I keep saying. Like, we have to think about our ecosystem of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not just that there's something called the Second Amendment and all of that. It's that if we believe in what we're doing, I don't care if there's a Second Amendment or not. I don't need that 
for me to say, yeah, I have the right to defend myself. I'm going to defend myself no matter yeah. what. So yeah. the thing is, when it comes to these other things, we have to say, hey, if it's important, it is indeed important for us to communicate with each other. It's mm -hmm. right. Like what we're doing right now that you you guys are all at home or, it, you know, in, in your places of business and we're and we're here communicating and we're communicating with a lot of people out there. And someone could drop into this later and and uh, and, and be part of the conversation, all that kind of stuff. We need to keep doing that. So when they pull the rug out from under us, if we haven't taken the time to develop something else, stupid on us. Yep. Same thing yes. when it comes to, to methods of payment and all that. If we're actually out here and we're not going to figure out how to have our own ecosystem of how we buy and sell stuff to each other, regardless of what these guys want to do, stupid on us. Yep. That's why we have to we have to support other platforms like we all have to go on parlor even if you don't use it as much you at least have to be there to help them boost their numbers and so that people can see hey people are using this this is a viable platform let's invest in this yeah uh, i mean and I, listen i'm all for i'm all for, for parlor but remember at the same time right if dan bongino has something to do with that and the first time i really saw the parlor push was through fox news i'm yeah. not super supporting that although i'm there and all of that, right? I post stuff there. I, I, I think we should definitely follow alternatives. I want the alternative that it's outside of all of this because I think if they wanted to, they could one, control parlor. They just of might course. not be doing it now or pull the plug on it. I want things they can't pull the plug on. Yeah, that's easier said than done. You need like a distributed platform. Maybe cryptocurrency <laughs> technology can help with that because you can almost create like a... a um, a distributed network where there's no centralized server. It's whoever logs in your computer helps like run the service while you're logged in uh, and things like that. So that, you know, basically we if have, there's we millions have to of stop people being on, cavemen and figure out about the blockchain yep, <laughs> and cryptocurrency. What, yeah. and, you have to use blockchain. You have yeah. to go down that path. I'm just one of those people that anything electronic, the government can always find a way to get into it. So you mm -hmm. still need a physical hard line way of communicating. Uh, and you have to keep those those things out. Yeah. You know, like like Richard said, if things hit the fan, he's going to sell guns no matter what, and he's just going to choose yeah. how he. It's does called it. bartering. They can never they can yeah. never take yeah. bartering away That's from us. Money money is an invention. Yeah. So from the first time they made a wood coin, stone chip, you know, gold yep. or whatever and, and it I'm, is. That's that's and that's I'm, an invention. And I'm definitely on the path if you want to start going and using a 3d printer and start printing magazines and things like that you should definitely do it there you, anything that you can do to take yourself out of the loop so that the government can't you know stop you from doing things you should do anything that makes you more self-sufficient you should do it yeah uh, and what we have and what we have now like I look at it this way we we I acquire things all the time I don't I, first of all I don't even the, the way I look at a material possession is not how I look at a person, mm -hmm. right? It's a material possession. But when you acquire things, it doesn't mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all of this and be like Scrooge McDuck, you know, in, in my big uh, safe antechamber swimming through the coins. Mm -hmm. No, you, you know, you might be acquiring a lot of magazines because, hey, I could trade that. You might acquire yeah. a lot of lowers because you could trade that parts guns this thing that thing they can say whatever they want to say they have to if we're actually alive if we're physical human beings they got to physically come stop us mm -hmm. 
That's the yeah. bottom line. They could do yeah. or say whatever and, the hell they want to. You know, and I, I don't know how many times I've had ATF, you know, in here and, well, we're going to pull your license. <laughs> like, I give a shit. Well, we're going to put you out of business. Good luck with that. You know, well, we'll put you in prison. You know what I'll be doing in prison? Making Same guns. Same thing I'm doing now, <laughs> making weapons. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We can't, we, you know, it's, I think like Bob Marley said it all the time, uh, you know, only you can save yourself from mental slavery, right? Mental yep. slavery. This is where you're always gotten. It's like the thing with the elephant that, you know, they, they put all these painful things on, on its foot that if it moves, you know, if it goes this way, it hurts it. And eventually they can just put a string around its foot and it feels the same pain from those things and it complies, it obeys. Mm -hmm. and, and really, at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, so they could do whatever they want to do. A, a lot of these things, we don't find true joy out of them. We're kind of doing it because we don't really have any choice. You know, the... the Think about it this way, just any for anyone out there, like I can remember when I first met Lola and we didn't have anything and we live like day to day, <laughs> you know, we were in New York City, we, you know, we were struggling trying to figure out how to have a place to live and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And when I think about it, I'm like, man, you know, those times when I didn't have shit was like pretty, it was pretty awesome, mm -hmm. you know? All we did, like we worked and stuff like that, but we spent more time with each other and all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, the thing that's really valuable to human beings, you got to eat, you know, you've got to spend time with people. There's things you need to do to keep yourself clean and all that. But a lot of these things that we have that they think and we might even think this is how they've chained us down. That's not that's not really true. Mm -hmm. You know, you had a real EMP or something like that, and we lost those things for a little while, for maybe, you know, a year or so. We might be mad and reminisce on that, but eventually we'll just move the hell on if we don't have this crap anymore. Yep. And we'll just wouldn't hang bother, out with each other. Wouldn't mm -hmm. bother me a bit. Yeah, we'll yep. go back to dudes used to meet at the bar, hang around the fire, <laughs> yep. and just yeah, talk no. to each other, and we'll go back to that and we'll be fine. You know, and, you know, I also come at it at a different angle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's most of the young kids now don't even remember what it was like, you know, pre 68. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I'm I'm old enough to have heard to have heard a lot of the stories. You know, I was born in 64. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus, people say, oh, the Internet is so great for the gun industry. Yeah, pre-68, you just sent your check off to, or your money order off to whoever, Inner Arms, mm -hmm. and you bought a damn Lottie. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I'll take one of those. I'll take 10 of those. Nobody cared. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, they were selling stuff, you know, pre-68 was the heyday of Inner Arms. Yeah. You know, they were selling stuff. They, you know, they were moving stuff out like crazy. I think that as we got, we went through time, people think that how much you have of something equals bad. You know, and I've, I saw it when I saw Eminem say, oh, who needs 100 guns or whatever it was he said, right? Somehow he's been brainwashed to thinking how much of something you have equals bad. 
Those people don't really think that about money, but you know. Then they should give yeah. all their money away. But exactly. if you if you think about this, a guy that has a thousand, a hundred thousand guns, it's not really a guy to worry about. That's just no. a dude well, who likes guns. Yeah, unless he's got like a private military uh, <laughs> that he's building up, like he's uh, he can't do anything with them anyway. Yeah, you know he's yeah. got two hands. <laughs> yeah, but then we got into yeah. this thing where so that's why I'm just saying that, Rich, to to say that you know it used to be easier to do all these things, and and right now you could buy as many shoes as you want, you could buy as much as food as you want, much clothing, as much jewelry, as many cars, but we will see a time. This is what I meant when I said there's a whole bunch outside of the guns. When the guns disappear, there will be other things that people start going up. Oh, listen, you don't actually need to buy all that food. They're already there. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at what Michelle Obama tried to do when uh, with school lunches and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have certain cities in the world like Paris banned all cars from downtown mm -hmm. Paris mm -hmm. because they want to do that. And the yeah, and London is doing that things way. like that too. I mean, how, how many how many young people now because of Uber and Lyft they're like, why would I want to own a car? And I've heard this from Gen Zers. I was like, what? I was like, I'm only in my thirties. You know, I'm freedom, not freedom, so you can go where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. That's and why. they don't seem to care. They're like, no, I can just call an Uber and they can take me wherever I want. I was like, but what if an Uber is not available and you just want to go whenever yeah. you want? What if want? you want to like, sneak out of that deal. chick's house at three or four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it's like you can't. You've got no freedom if you can't drive yourself. Uh -huh. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's more convenient to just have somebody else do it for me. Yeah, but it's it's simply the pendulum swinging back the other way. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. In the 40s and 50s, after World War II, every family might have one car. Mm -hmm. It's not everybody had a car. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's what people don't look at. The pendulum does swing back and forth, but it never goes back to where it was. No. So if you like how things are, it always will... It, it will only come slight. It, it move. It seems to only move one direction. The momentum pulls it one direction. Then when it comes back, it's always two steps forward and one step back is how it seems in some right. cases is what we're seeing. So I, I agree with you. There might be a backlash, but the backlash is going to be like what from liberal Republicans in the future instead of or or, or instead of freedom loving people will be people that believe in some freedom versus people that believe in no freedom. And that's that's how it'll be. Yeah. So it's almost I, not even it's almost we have to prevent that from even happening because then it's just, well, our kids will be the ones that will be like, well, eh, they took away all the guns except for handguns. I guess that's OK. You know, it's like that. That's a victory for us. You know, it was only halfway mm -hmm. instead of being like, no, we have handguns. To handguns are the things they're the most afraid of. I yeah, can, exactly. I, I promise you that right now. Of course. Um, and, and guns are never going anywhere in this country. No, they won't. Here, here they won't. There's too it, many it, of them. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a slow erosion. It though, I think their most optimistic goal is to get us to stop caring. That's it. So that our kids will go on. They'll be like, ah, I've got these guns, but I don't really care about them. You know, it's it's not a big deal. Maybe and that's what they want. They want apathy. Yeah, maybe. Apathy, I think eventually they can take things away. I right now, it, we're still too vehement. Yeah, I think um, it depends on who they are and where they are. So that's mm -hmm. the thing that I'm trying to say about cars. Like I, I grew up in New York City. And most people didn't have a car, right? Yeah. It's very expensive, uh, you know, to buy it, insurance, all kinds of stuff happening Park or whatever. It. Yeah. And then, and then again, there's also people, most people in New York, if they live in Brooklyn, they work in Brooklyn. They live in Manhattan, they work in Manhattan, etc. Yeah. The thing for me, me personally, I would wake up in Queens, 
go to work in Manhattan, <laughs> you know, have dinner, I don't know, some, you know, somewhere like somewhere, I don't know, the Bronx, right? And, and maybe like, like I'm saying, I, I wanted the freedom of being able to like go out at three, four o'clock in the morning. And so to me, and not worry about what's going to happen to me on the subway and all this kind of stuff. Right. So I had a car as I think I got a car going back to like 16, 17 years old in New York, always had a car consistently after that age. So I think, you know, it's really, really important. And, and even when I met Lola, this is one of the things that always fascinated her about me, I guess, because I had a car. So mm -hmm. if she was out, you know, hanging out with her, with her girlfriends, dancing or whatever, three, four o'clock in the morning, I would actually pick her up and we'll hang out and still do stuff. Most people don't function like that. Most people don't function that way. And I think with all the technology and things like that happening today, people find themselves like all they need is a, a, a room with Internet access. Get up on the Internet. That's how they're meeting people and communicating and doing things, um, uh, you know, and, and I get it. I think this is the reason why I'm saying like most people are the problem. We can't do things based on what most people are into. They're very easily satisfied. Yeah. And if we could get the matrix, you don't have to trick any, anyone into the matrix. Everyone will just freaking, you know, take go. the pill and go right back into the matrix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I don't know that I give a crap about those people. I don't. No, I don't think you can. And at the end of the day, you almost have to think that if those people are so weak, if you win, they're just going to follow what we do anyway. It, what, whatever so. side wins, they're going to follow them because yeah. that's who they are. Yeah, that's what they would do. Yeah. And honestly, under the pro freedom side, they could still live how they want. It's just like, well, you just have to get a job. You can still buy all the things that you want. We're never going to shame you if you want to buy a mansion or have a thousand cars. As long as you have a job and you can pay for it and you're not screwing somebody else over, get whatever you want. That's the difference between. Yeah, us but and I, the left. I don't think what these guys are talking about is going to really work. And so if you think yeah. about it, like universal basic income, how's that going to work? Well, it won't. It it. It's all reliant on getting the base, the base level of living good enough that people don't care. That's that's the thing. But what is I that? The what's the base? Like, what's the thing you're going to give to everyone? And when they have this, they're going to go. Oh, they always I want more. Yeah. Well, they will always want more. So you have to keep giving them more. I think actually, ironically enough, what kind of caused society to go over the deep end and have people become more selfish was that we could see what celebrities had at all times now. So we, we went into this when YouTube came out and social media, we went into this hyper keeping up with the Joneses mode where it's like, I can literally see everything that my neighbor is buying. Like the second that he buys it and he's showing it off right away. Now I'm jealous about it. I think that we, I think people are mistaking. Uh, see the left is trying to push equality and we'll give you all this stuff. And I think a lot of the people are just, uh, useful idiots because they th they seem to think in themselves, well, you're going to give us all the stuff that the celebrities have, right? It's like, no, that's not how it's going to work. If if the government is going to give you stuff, you're going to live in some nondescript. It's going to be like the projects for everybody. I mean, we we, we we've seen this play, we've seen this play itself out. We yeah. don't have it's to guess. Be the projects. Yeah, it's going to be the projects for everybody. And that's how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And some people will be satisfied. Some people won't be. I think that you're right. If they develop something like virtual reality, 
or something like that where you can immerse yourself all day, it'll be a lot easier for people to take because they'll be like, well, I'm in my little 10 by 10 apartment block, but I can just escape to the VR world and I can do whatever I want. So I'll give them whatever taxes or whatever, whatever it is that they want from me. A vote? Yeah, that's fine. I'll just go to my VR world where I'm the king. It doesn't matter what I do when I get out of VR, that I'm some poor slob living in a favela or some uh, some project. It's all good. You won't like survive that though. You won't survive that. No, it won't. I think no. I think it's most inevitable people. That it's most people will just phase problem. phase out. I think if you if there is such a thing as a Illuminati and they have a mission, they don't really want all these people on the planet. Yeah, no, no. no. That they, they, it's too many people to ha- uh, to deal with. But I mm-hmm. think that's the short term goal. I'm not saying that's a smart plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's kind of obvious that that's the where they're moving towards how it's going to work out. I don't know, and I think that's why you have to take the U.S. out of the picture though. Because we're really the only people that can actually rebel. Everybody else, what are the Europeans going to do? They can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, I so. don't know if I really see Americans going for it. Think about it. Okay, so everyone's going to live in the same house. Who's making the houses? Because I'm, yeah. I'm not making shit, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to make it for you. Yeah, that's why I said the <laughs> So who's going to make is, it? The technology is what's dependent on all of it. And that's why I think they're pushing it. I think they, they moved prematurely, to be honest with you. I think they need like another 10 or 15 years for like robots to come out to do most of like the menial labor and things like that, then it would be easy. Yeah. But now I think they just, I think millennials started taking over and they're too impatient. They want this leftism to come now and it's not going to work. Robots are too expensive, man. Yeah. Robots. Yeah. For, it's, for it's, now they are. It's too for expensive. Are. Uh, human life. Very cheap for yeah. a long time. You know, it's, it's always too, it, will it's, be. Yeah. It's too expensive for them to say, let's build all these robots to build, to give everyone a house. Give everyone a car, build everyone a phone, build everyone whatever it is that you want. They're you know? just going to bring back slavery. It's well, much cheaper. Do. Yeah, that, yeah isn't that what happened? It's much cheaper happen? to bring back slavery. Yeah. If, well, and, if and you look at places where this happened, that's what happens. They show up one day and they go, you're making the cars now. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and that's kind of our own fault, too, as a society, because we as Americans, let's be honest, we demanded cheaper and cheaper stuff while also demanding higher pay and better benefits. So after a while, companies are like, look, you can't have it both ways. If you want cheap stuff like that, we have to manufacture it outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. So we're like, OK, and we chose we want cheaper goods and more of them than to have our own uh, self-sufficiency. And that's what we chose. Yeah. Len Holt so, says robots are cheap. Look at cars. Eh, no. Robots well, are not they're cheap. not cheap now, but like everything yeah. else they will get cheap enough where it's going to be a question of, I think the barrier is going to be, do we have the resources to build enough robots to do what we need? Not whether they're expensive or not. The only cheap robots we have are microwaves or dishwashers or washing machines, relatively cheap. Yeah. Right. But what we're talking about, those are rudimentary entry level, simple ass robots Mm -hmm. (laughs) that do the simplest of, of, of tasks. You know, I think uh, we don't have anything that's going to be able to build houses. A human is far cheaper than any robot will ever be. Yeah. Tesla, if you look at Tesla as an example, they didn't get rid of all the people. The robots cannot build certain things. They're good at doing like certain dangerous tasks and stuff like that, that maybe they don't want to worry about the human being's exposure or whatever. But there's a lot of things that they actually need a human being. The processing power up here, they still haven't built a computer to process, like even the no. stupidest human being. And we got a lot of stupid ones. They they are much closer than you think. And the problem is that, see, we're still thinking of the terms of, 
a lot of the barriers that we have to break through with robotics and AI are moral barriers that we're not willing to take. The problem is that there are other countries that are. Mm -hmm. The Chinese don't care. And we already know that Google has been working with them on AI, and that's what they're going to do. So AI will be the first thing to break through. And I think that once you have an artificially intelligent computer that can think the same way, not the same way, but at the same capacity as a human and even further, mm. then all bets are off because all these technologies that we think are impossible, they will be possible because an AI will say, no, you guys just don't want to do it because you're a bunch of meat bags. I actually know how to do this and I can use robots to build it myself and then I won't need you meat bags anymore. Mm -hmm. Or we'll just or I'll distribute it in such a way that you won't even know that you're being suppressed. So that is that's that's where we're going to go. That's inevitable. I mean, you're already seeing how many doctored uh, photos and videos have we seen? Deep fakes are becoming a thing where you can watch a video and let's say it's President Trump and it's like, well, he didn't say that. And I was like, well, I could, we can doctor a video now using AI technology that makes it sound like Donald Trump did actually say that he's for uh, that he's actually a white supremacist. And you'll actually see him say it. And we're seeing it get better and better now. In two or three years, it's over. Like, I don't think you'll be able to trust video that comes out in two or three years that comes from a politician because they'll be able to fake it. So unless you were there and you have the original footage that they piggybacked off of, you're not gonna be able to disprove something. And then the next level will be, you don't even need the original video, they'll just be able to create an entire scene and you won't know whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then if, if, you, if you think the moon landing conspiracies were bad, then it's gonna get bad. Yeah, I, but if you believe a word that comes out of a politician's mouth, you well, that's the thing I think. Lost. I think w the of end course. result of that is people won't believe. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. what's the end result of... So I remember a time... Like when I was in high school, video games were so pixelated. I remember when uh, the movie Tron came out. And I thought it was amazing. Because, you know, it was like the guy went into the computer and there was some computer-generated graphics in there. The reality of that was is there wasn't a lot of computer-generated graphics. Yeah. And there really wasn't a lot. Most of that was film. But I thought to myself, wow, you know, what happens when, when they actually start developing this out? What does it become? What we're seeing, we're t you're talking right now about what it becomes, right? It eventually yeah. becomes a thing that's so realistic that you can't tell the difference. But what what's the result of that? Oh, nobody knows. I think it's the same thing as the result of social media. I think that if we didn't have social media, history would be playing out a little bit differently right now because now you can have things go viral in a second. People can tell lies in a second or tell the truth and it can spread. Yeah. And I think it goes both ways. And I think without that, you'd see a totally different well, US. So Maybe we would still I think we're end up where we would be, but I think it would have taken like an extra 10 or 15 years to get there without social media. So here's what I think happens, and I think we're seeing what happens. It's like if you discover, like tell me something awesome that's deliciously awesome that you know of. Tell mm -hmm. me something. I know Richard was having a Klondike, right? So Klondike yeah. bars, deliciously awesome. If I forced Richard right now to eat 100 of those things, is he, which number, between one and 100, what number do you think he gets to before he'll never eat Klondike bars again? 
Oh, not even like probably only like three or four. <laughs> yeah. So anything, anything that's so awesome and amazing, if we have too much of it, we start to lose the taste for it. And I think that's what we're so we're kind of I don't know, we're somewhere in the middle of that right now, where because of social media, people don't have to get out there and actually talk to human beings. Right. They don't actually have to do things to have things. You can literally get on social media, pretend you have something and then everyone thinks you have it. And therefore you're happy because you think the people think that you, you know. And you're happy for that. Or kids or adults are doing the same thing. You could just play video games and you could go out there and run around on a battlefield or do this thing or that thing virtually or whatever. And you could satiate yourself on that. And eventually we get to this point where we're like, oh, I'm done with this. I, I had enough of this. I need to see a real human being. I want to talk to a real person and interact. I don't know if we're there yet necessarily, but at some point we're going to get to that. Like you were saying with when these when these deep fakes be, become so good, we're not going to believe anything. Yep. yep. And I think a lot of people are already there. Most of the people are going to get where I am. Yeah. yeah. It's just you stop caring and you don't even... You just say F off and I don't care. And you're just going to have to come down here and take my stuff or kick down my door. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. not going to participate. I think that's what you'll see. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I think the thing that we underestimate and how they will get us to that point is, again, you have to look at what China does. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have a secret police. They still did all that stuff, but they don't do that as much anymore. They just have a social credit system and your neighbors will shame you or things like that. And again, they'll use your social, your desire to be social and interact with people against you mm -hmm. because they'll send out some text message to your friends and be like, Rolando Nieves, he owns assault weapons. He's a bad dude just for owning them. And we know because we checked out his social media from a few years ago and he's got them. If you hang out with him, you're going to be a loser. And for some people, that'll be enough. It'll be like, man, I don't want to hang out with that Rolando guy. He's a freak. Mm -hmm. He's against the government. And that's how they'll they'll eventually try to get you to subjugate. It won't be like, we're going to come to Rolando's house with the ATF and attack yeah, peer pressure. and take away his stuff. It's no, we're going to make Rolando feel bad around his friends and family until he's like, this ain't worth it. Because now if, if, if Rolando decides to go crazy and do something, his friends and family are going to label him as a pariah mm -hmm. instead of a freedom fighter. Well, or if your jobs, you. if, if you're trying to get a job and they look at it, it's like, I think I saw some people saying that out of this election, right? We mm -hmm. need to, we need to make a list of all who all yes. these people are so that mm -hmm. when they're out there trying to get jobs, you know, they could be judged. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's that's what they'll try to do, because that's what China did with uh, struggle sessions and shaming people. And eventually they got rid of their entire right wing because they just shamed them into exile. And they only needed to execute like 10 percent of them. The rest eventually were like my own family and friends turned against me like I have nothing like I I basically my choices die alone, basically, or just get with the program. And at mm -hmm. least I get my family back. Yeah. And that's what they'll try to I do. I think it's I think it was easier for the Chinese to do that. It's more yeah, difficult course. for that to happen here in America. It, it will be. But yeah. they can they can do it because we've seen we've we've they're the proof that humanity is willing to do that on a certain level. Yeah. Our wrench is that we're a diverse culture and we have a lot of different yeah. people here. So and, and if we if we give them the system. So, for example, with the social media. Mm -hmm. If we, if we keep hanging out on their social media and make our value based off of their social media, then yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. But if we figure out how to hang out with each other and go, that guy's awesome. He has a lot of guns. I love him. 
Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you're not, you're isolated. See, if you look at it like this is what the social media companies, the platforms always said, oh, we want you to be part of a community, you know. So that this is the thing, right? They realize how important that is, that community thing. If we mm-hmm. realize how important it is, we wouldn't sit around and wait on their communities. We would actually really create our own communities. But we have to be careful that the communities that we create or the places that we jump off to are truly independent. And I'm not saying I don't, I know what's truly independent and what isn't. I'm just saying you have to really be careful because there's other places out there. If we make one thing really big and they have a lot of influence and we don't really know who's running the the show back there and how freedom loving those people are, we just move 70 million people over somewhere to be controlled by another entity, Mm -hmm. you know, and think that there's something that they're not really. You got to rely on the. Old school email and text messaging and phones and letters. Again, people need to know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's ways, man. If we look, there's yeah. systems in place. Some of the technology that exists out there can do this where we can create things and everyone can contribute and no one really owns mm-hmm. it. And I think that's the beauty of like cryptocurrencies and things like that if you look at it, right? Yeah. That no yep. one really owns those things. And I know people's like, well, it's not 100% perfect and all that kind of stuff. But these are systems that people can set up and they can run on their own outside mm-hmm. of the government. And that's why they're so afraid of it. And that's why you see lots of uh, even like PayPal, for example, now is going to start accepting cryptocurrencies. Right. Yep. Because the big people are going to start taking over these things that are challenging them. Yep. You know, so well, we I think need to pe- be on the lookout for that. And I think people need to accept that. Alternative platforms or open source platforms, they're never going to be as good or convenient as Facebook, Twitter, and all these things. And that's by design. Those those systems are designed to be as addictive and as marketable as possible. If you just want to communicate, you're going to need to accept something a little bit more bare bones. And mm-hmm. that's the way that we'll compete. Yeah. Because ultimately, it needs to be about the message and the content, not necessarily the interface. Mm-hmm. Because if we're worried about how good it looks... Because that's one of the th- complaints I've heard when people jump to like Gab or Minds or, you know, uh, a parlor, parlor, for example. The first thing that they do is they complain, oh, this doesn't do it like Twitter. It's not going to and you don't want it to. Well, they can't. Yeah, it can't. Yeah, and they can't. Mm-hmm. So it's like we, you just have to accept it. If you're not willing to accept that even that minor inconvenience, then you got no hope in hell. If mm-hmm. you can't accept that the font looks different or you can't post the same way. I'm sorry if you can't. If, they, if that's what you're complaining about, then we're, we might as well just throw the white flag now or you shouldn't even participate if that's going to stop you. Yeah. Because it's like that's not even the real world that you're dealing with. Yeah. Andrew Slagle says nothing beats a letter except mm-hmm. except yep. just talking to a dude in person. Yeah. Yep. Sitting mm-hmm. down across the table, breaking bread with someone, you know, hanging out with them, going to shoot with someone, playing playing chess face to face. You know, or, or, mm-hmm. or play, I don't know, any any board game or whatever. Uh, yes, but, you know, letters, old school, lots of different things going on in the month. Listen, we hit 9 o'clock. I don't know, I don't know how. <laughs> That's how it is. I, we're at 9. We're, yeah, we're over. We're over. We're past 9. So uh, I think it's a good conversation. We definitely uh, need to have more of this. And if people were, were tuning in to find out about Georgia, we did talk about that. Um, it, like in the first hour, I think about 20, 30 minutes in, we started talking about it. You can go back to that. But tomorrow we are going to have Jordan Stein from GOA 
on. Um, I think we've got some other people uh, coming on tomorrow. I, I think Roy from Brownells will be here as well. So awesome. it'll be it'll be a pretty good show uh, for you guys tuning in tomorrow. Well, here's what I want you all to do right now, the folks that are still hanging out with us. Other than smashing the thumbs ups, I want you to go follow these guys and help support these guys, help out Puerto Rican Pistolero and his efforts, as well as Richard from BWE. Um, I know he's got some good stuff going on as well as Rolando. So I'm going to start with Richard. Sir, tell us what your Purge headquarters is, how the people can find you, communicate with you. Uh, you can always email me at richard at bwefirearms.com. Mm-hmm. Go to bwefirearms.com. Spend lots of money there. <laughs> uh, and if, you, if your credit card won't go through, I don't care. Send me money. Send go. me parts. Send me stuff. Yeah. Bring gold. Bring barter. gold. Do you take gold? Do you accept gold, Richard? <laughs> I will accept anything. <laughs> okay. I mean, I will literally accept anything. Okay, sandwiches. If I bring you sandwiches. If they're good enough sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> okay. Someone's <laughs> going to hold you to that. I above bartering. I do a <laughs> yeah. lot of bartering. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. Uh, yes, we do. Actually, know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all of them are a variation of BWE firearms, whatever they make me put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, what Parlor Mines, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Full 30. I'm on there now. Yeah. Uh, oh, con- congratulations for that. Yeah, you're on the Full 30. Yeah, That's we, awesome. we, yeah, cool. We finally awesome. got my account turned on and. I mean, yeah. that's been doing real well for me. Better than better than YouTube, that's for sure. Yep, and Richard is working on my MP5 for anyone who's yep. Uh, yep. curious there to know is. what's going on with that. You know, yeah. You could probably pick it up, Richard. That's not a gun. That's not a firearm. That's, that's just a barrel. Here, I'll show you guys. Here, here. this is what we got going on here. This is what it looks like so far. This is just a barrel, YouTube mine. Yeah, Isn't that a just gun? threaded it. Yeah, you know, so... Um, you can find this on BWE uh, on all the different social medias, like he said, yeah. Richard's posted up. Uh, he's even on LinkedIn. For the folks who are on LinkedIn, I'm on yeah, LinkedIn I'm on also. LinkedIn too. <laughs> you guys can get up on there. Lots of gun people on LinkedIn, by the way. This mm-hmm. is something um, I've been on LinkedIn for a long time. Anyone can find me on there. Yeah. Okay, Rolando, uh, last but of course not least, <laughs> um, how can the folks out there support you guys and communicate with you? Uh, you can find me at uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero on all the major social media platforms. Uh, my wife and I do a podcast every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we're the locked end and with an ampersand loaded Latinos. Um, you can find her. She's Latina locked end with the letter N loaded. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen us before. We pretty much do everything together. Uh, this weekend, we're going to be actually RSOing for a good friend of ours, Kwaku James. He's a trainer down here in South Florida. Cool. So that should be fun. Uh, it'll be the first time that we've done RSOing for him, and and uh, it should be a good experience. Yep. So Awesome. That's great. Yes, and these guys are awesome. Um, so listen, I want to make sure you guys definitely go out there and support uh, both of these gentlemen, as well as Franklin Armory. We're trying to get them on. I know there's a bunch of questions that you guys have. So maybe uh, sometime shortly here, we will be able to get them on. Uh, but thanks to them for supporting us here. I'm going to run in the end and we're going to come back and end it. But everyone stay right there. Here goes the end. Make sure you guys smash that subscribe button, ring the bell so you can be notified. Every time we go live, we're going to rip out the audio from this. 
and throw it up on iTunes and all the all the other places that you guys get your audio podcasts. People are listening to us around the world in many different countries. At least two or three people in every country. <laughs> I'll take I'll take it. I'll take it all. <laughs> uh, big thanks to you guys for doing this. Big thanks to everyone out there for hanging out with us. Also, thanks to uh, John Crump for coming in uh, and dropping some knowledge on us. Who wants the final word here? Who wants it? Uh, love Richard. Love Richard. Richard okay, his... Richard Hoffman is all about oh, you. God. Please. Final word. <laughs> uh, yeah, give it to us. <laughs> what is it? Wow, I don't even know what it is. Screw the government. There all right, go. that's good enough. <laughs> that's I'll take I, was, it. I was waiting for something like that. <laughs> all right, awesome. Thanks so much, guys. We're out of here. We will see you back here tomorrow. We're out.